0: Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host Karen Pelleggi and in each episode we uncover new empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will empowering one another is so this decade and so is living up to our full potential this is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward you don't have to have it all figured out today but you're here and now is a good start i want you to be your best self i'm always going to be rooting for you this girl's got to heal welcome to season 3 of the girl's got to heal podcast If you've been with me on this journey so far, thank you. If you're a new listener, there is a lot to catch up on on the last two seasons. Um, I am starting off this new season by talking about trusting your body after experiencing trauma. This is a huge topic because if you're someone who's gone through any form of trauma, you sometimes have a hard time fully trusting the messages that your body is giving Um, am I, you know, too hyper-focused on something? Am I over-reading it? Am I just trying to protect myself and I'm extra hyper-vigilant or, you know, am I desensitized? Am I too used to things? So oftentimes people who experience trauma have this very unsettling feeling of, I just don't know if I'm overreacting, underreacting, but I know whatever it is, I'm trying to protect myself, whether we realize it in the moment or afterward, or someone calls us out on it. But it's so hard when people tell us, trust your gut. Girl, I can't trust my gut. I have IBS, I have anxiety, I have trauma. It's so hard. So where do we even start? Is there an area in your life that you feel stuck in? Do you feel like you haven't always had a safe space to work through some of your inner challenges? I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more accessible and affordable through their online platform. By filling out a few questions, you will be matched to a professional therapist that best meets your needs and can conveniently book sessions online. Sign up and get matched with a therapist today. You can find the link in my description. It's betterhelp.com slash girls gotta heal. With this link, you'll get 10% off of your first month. Just like dating or finding your perfect job, it's important to find the best match, and here you can easily switch therapists if you need to at no cost. Therapy has been instrumental in my personal journey with grief, and has also built my self-awareness and emotional health after years of internalizing feelings. I started to get curious about therapy as a university student, and was it ever hard to find affordable therapy? Therapy has better equipped me and my relationships in navigating my grief, managing my anxiety, my everyday decision making, and ultimately feeling empowered in my life. It can feel intimidating to start something new, but when's the last time that you did something for yourself? If you're struggling in navigating your relationships or grief, or want to better show up in your relationships, consider therapy with better help. Invest in yourself. Click the link in my podcast description or visit betterhelpcom girlsgottoheal got heal for 10% off of your first month. Before I get into it, I always want to preface anything that I say by letting you all know that it comes whenever the content I'm giving is coming from a grief lens. So I'm speaking on my experience. Of course, I have some professional experience working in mental health. Um, but a lot of the things that I share are based on my own experience and what's going on around me. So I always want you to be mindful of that. I always encourage you to do additional research. Not everything I'm saying is going to completely resonate with you or the people in your life, but I hope that parts of it do, parts of it make you feel a little bit less alone and validated in your experience. Um, And also just if you are Um, have freshly experienced trauma or are aware of your triggers, just to be mindful that this episode is going to be talking about trauma. And um, if you do feel uncomfortable at any point, you can pause the podcast, come back to it, do what feels right for you. So trauma can come in all forms and ways. And it's not that one form of trauma is superior or worse than the other, right? Everything is always going to be subjective to you and your experience. So how you experience one particular event can affect the next person who experienced the same event in a completely different way. So I just want to start off by saying that um, while I'm going to be giving tips and things like that, um, just know that you are your own individual and you have your own experience and things are going to be affecting you differently at different times. You might have more awareness of certain things than others. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, PTSD. So that is something that I personally experienced um, as a result of grief and the things that accompanied that in my experience with losing my dad. And um, common symptoms for PTSD include Um, sleep disturbances, irritability, and your nervous system being rewired essentially. So the reason that I'm bringing this up in particular is because this particular disorder really speaks to how the nervous system and how your body changes after experiencing something traumatic. You could have gone through something traumatic and not be diagnosed with PTSD. It is something that really affects your body over time. It's a traumatic event that is rooted in your body that has now caused you to um, have daily functioning impacted and the way you see the world and the way you move and your relationships. So um, again, speaking on my experience, um, my nervous system got completely rewired. I was incredibly hypervigilant. So what goes on in our body when we experience trauma is we're going through fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, we are there's something getting activated in our brain that is telling us there is a threat here reasonably so our brain is meant to p- to protect us it doesn't always make sense the core uh, function of our brain is to protect us and when we experience that traumatic event the right things kick in at the right time and all of that however something becomes rewired and then once we Once we continue on after and we're coping and we're processing, um, sometimes our body becomes heightened as a result of that. And now that there's certain things in our life that come up that we feel are threats because this part of our brain is getting activated. This can cause this hypervigilance in our body of, okay, like I'm just, my body's here to protect me, but now I'm just, not sure whether to trust it or not. This can show up when you're in a relationship or when you're out at a social event, and there's just something in your body. Your body will speak to you quicker than your brain can sometimes. So we might feel this uncomfortable feeling. We're in this social event or we're building a relationship with something and someone, and something just. Our body just needs to shut down or our body needs to go in survival mode, whatever that looks like. So we might be attaching in a certain way or detaching. And because of this, we start to feel a bit confused with what's actually like, okay. And what's not. So this starts this process of like, I I can't really trust my body. I don't know what's going on. I know I'm, I'm trying to listen to it and respond to it and remove myself out of that situation. But when you sit with it, you're like, was that really that bad? Or I'm just trying to respond to my body. When this is happening, our cortisol levels increase. It impacts our stress hormones, other hormones in our body. Everything gets gets activated. So for some of us, we could be experiencing this for months, years even. And this causes, of course, an impact on our lives and our relationships and our opportunities and, and stuff like that. So... Again, it shows up in our relationships, um, work, especially d- depending on the field you're in and depending on the demands of the job. So, uh, for myself, i I worked with uh, marginalized youth. I worked with, I worked in the education system. Um, sometimes the hours would be long, and for me, certain things would get reactivated. Um, for people who are working in fields where you're providing a service, you're providing care. Um, sometimes the, um, environments you're walking into can be quite extreme. Um, doesn't mean you're not good at doing your job. It just means that you could be a little bit more vulnerable to, um, feeling these threats or you start to learn how to actually like respond very quickly to threats, um, which could be beneficial depending on the field that you're in, uh, whether you're first responder, you're working with high needs um, clients, whatever it is. So I oftentimes find that when you're in this process of your body changing after experiencing trauma and the way that you see the world and your body reacts to the world, you might find yourself getting into this self-preservation mode. Again, it's like AKA survival. So sometimes when we are trying to self-preserve, um, coping can look like, you know, sleeping with stimuli. So you could, you know, like sleeping with the TV on or having a lot of noise around you. Um, And this could be sometimes, sometimes this could just be a preference. So don't read into it too much. But on the other hand, it could be just difficulty being still difficulty, settling your body, your body, your body might have become so used to being overstimulated. And that now is comforting Uh, So that's something I personally learned. I personally still like to sleep with um, a movie playing and that's just kind of like my coping. Following my trauma, I think one of the biggest difficulties I've had has been sleep. Um, So this is probably like over 10 years just sleep. I think at one point I was, you know, dealing with insomnia, uh, a lot of sleep disturbances, and I've kind of just found my balance and found my thing and that just kind of works for me. It's not a lot of stimuli all the time and I have a lot of good uh, sleep prep before that even happens. So again, your experience is yours and there's not one perfect way of coping and dealing with it. This, this episode's more so just to um, expand your awareness and make you feel less alone in the challenges that come up after experiencing trauma and then beginning to learn to trust your body again. So in addition to um, the sleeping example, um, other ways to cope to self-preserve could be avoiding uh, confrontation, avoiding difficult conversation, um, maybe sometimes going over the top with what you're asking for um, in conversations, needing to have clarity, needing to have certainty because you need to be able to foresee the next thing happening. For me, I definitely fall on the last part um, of that spectrum for sure because a lot of my trauma was associated with just really abrupt things happening. There was some anticipatory grief in there but a lot of up, uh, abrupt things happening. So how I learned to cope and self-preserve is to get into situations, get into connections and relationships where I felt secure in the ways that I needed to while also having my own awareness of like, okay, I realized like this this part is a me thing where like I... You know, sometimes I need to have extra validation and I need to have extra security and that's a me thing and sometimes I need to work through it because not everybody's at that point um, or that might be a little off balance for somebody. So onwards to um, trusting yourself and what that looks like. This is an entire journey so don't expect to have an overnight solution because there is not. As someone who... Um, has experienced PTSD, has experienced various traumas and losses over the last decade. I can tell you that this is an ongoing process. um, And you just have to really get to a place where you feel comfortable and you feel like you can function and give your best and you're living a really positive, high-quality life in the way that you want to. So learning to trust your body again um, comes with accepting help and comes with accepting safe connections. So trauma can sometimes, again, the root of our actions is always to protect ourselves at the end of the day, to survive, to get through. So the things that we do, however chaotic or unhealthy it looks like to somebody, that's that's what it is underneath. So when we go through trauma sometimes, depending on what it is, we might want to isolate. We might want to... Just like be alone, we might have a hard time trusting people again. Maybe our trauma is connected to um, feelings of people not believing a story or people not showing up for us in the way that we needed. So we might, as a result, just kind of like cocoon and be like, all right, well, I'm going to just learn to deal on my own because nobody else was there for me. Nobody. And when I tried to voice how I felt, I got shut down. And that's a huge thing. Truthfully, a lot of adults feel that and I always think that there's room to to work on these things but um I think a big part of learning to trust yourself again is allowing these healthy connections in your life you not only are seeing how um these friends or you know your partner is dealing with things in a healthy way um and and it'll have a spillover effect but you're also just kind of rewiring the part of your brain that's saying like it's not safe to let people in um so I think it's important to have people in your life that ground you and allow you to show up as you are. This could be a long journey in and of itself because we all go through stages of our life where we kind of have friends that leave, we have new people come in, we're working on building a relationship and and those things take time. So don't feel like if you you feel so isolated at this point and that there's no hope to have connections or people who get you, trust me, it's on the way and It's really just about placing yourself in environments where you want to attract those people in your life. The next one is uh, learning to trust, trust yourself again comes with utilizing supports to reprocess events in your life. So a lot of us really just use what we have around us. So we might have a really good friend that is a great listening ear, offers you know, support and compassion whenever they have the time to in the week, which we really love and appreciate. Um, That's great to have. But it's also great to have different mental health resources, such as different forms of therapy, techniques like EMDR, which was really life changing for me. And I hope I can do a whole episode on that because that was just, um, EMDRs is one of the newer techniques in, in mental health. And Um, is used for used for people who have trauma to help reprocess events in their life and i just think whatever works for you it's important to just access those supports to try them out to not be discouraged if it doesn't work out or the therapist you have is not a great fit or the place you go to you don't like it's too far you're gonna find things that don't work and don't be afraid to pull back and try try to find something that does work for you again um because when you connect with a therapist it has to be a good fit just like a friend just like a partner and that's definitely out there the next piece to learning to trust yourself again is you really have to take care of your body i can't say this enough so many of us just neglect our bodies and just put it through it and this is like us neglecting i don't know like basic everyday things like going for a walk going to the gym meditating. Um, This comes also in the form of overworking. So putting in overtime or not eating your meals on time and just throwing yourself into busyness to neglect your body, just to keep your mind busy, if that makes sense to, to anyone. But taking care of your body also comes with trying to figure out your sleep. Like I said, trust me, I'm the first to admit it, It's taken me like a decade to figure out what works for me in terms of my sleep. I've tried different things and that was a really big part that was impacting my daily functioning. So I knew I had to just hyper focus on the sleep part of my life um, for a bit and then the other things came into play like my diet and everything It was a domino effect. So just picking one thing, don't be overwhelmed with like, okay, like I, after hearing this, I recognize I've just been sabotaging my body. I've been putting it through it. Don't feel like you have to have like this whole like 10 step plan on how to get things right. Start with one thing first. So if it's your sleep, target your sleep. If you've realized you've been ordering takeout every single day of the week, try making a meal for yourself or try ordering takeout that is a healthy alternative. So it kind of trains your, your brain and your body that like, There's good things out there that are a little healthier for me that will make my body feel good too. So, just really finding what works for you in order to take care of your body. But trust me, I can understand how things can spiral. Your work schedule gets busy. You become so tired. You don't have time for anything when you get home, just shower, sleep. But there's little things that you could be doing um, to be taking care of yourself a little bit better. But the work will come from your body. And lastly, Learning to trust your body will also come with connecting back to who you are outside of your trauma. So you don't have to go on a massive trip to just disconnect. I hate that. Some, that works for some people. If you have the ability to um, just go off the grid and like do some self-discovery, some e pray, love. Um, but there's also other things that you could be doing too, to reconnect to who you are outside of your trauma. Um this could be connecting to old friends again. This could be connecting to old places. Or you might want to scrap that all together and just put yourself in new environments and new spaces and try to learn more about yourself. What do I like? Or I kinda of wanna pick wanted to pick up a hobby, but I'm not really sure. I know I like working with my hands. I know I like artwork. There's a free class at the community center. I might check that out. Like just put yourself in these positions where You really are going to invest in spending time with yourself and whatever that looks like for you. Okay, so we very lightly scratched the surface on firstly trauma and learning to trust your body again. I hope the last few steps that I gave you are helpful and even if you want to just focus on one of those um, four pieces, whether that's the connections, um, support and resources to help you reprocess taking care of your body, or learning to connect to who you are. Whichever of the four you want to start with, I think, would be great. Whatever speaks to you best. And just mostly having patience with yourself. There a lot of us, like I said, at the root of it, we're really just out here trying to protect ourselves, trying to survive, trying to get through, um, trying to work toward the priorities on our list. But if you are someone who has experienced trauma, It does show up in your life and in your work. And I think our bodies sometimes have a way of forcing us to stop when we've been neglecting them for so long. So really take the time while you can, while you have a little bit of energy to make these small changes, bring some awareness to your experience and how it has impacted the last month, the last few months for you. How has it impacted your relationships, your relationship with yourself, your work, your uh, social time? Like, How has that played a role? And don't push it down. Don't push it down because trust me, it comes back up. I I used to give uh, the students I worked with this analogy of um, picture yourself in a pool and having an inflatable ball in the pool when you push that ball down, down, down into the water, you start to feel like the tension, right? Like the, uh, the tension against your hands. The second you let go, it flings back up in your face. There's only so much time and so long that we could be holding that ball down. But when our hands give out, when our bodies run down, when we're tired, when we're distracted with other things coming up, that ball's gonna come loose and hit us in the face. And that ball represents trauma. So... Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. And of course, you already know I got three questions lined up for you. These ones might be a little bit heavy. So if you need to um, go back or you want to just pause or you want to journal about it, this is a great episode to do that. The first question is, when is the last time your body perceived a threat that was actually safe? And how did you react? The second question is, When is the last time you allowed your body to be still? This question especially comes up uh, because I'll never forget this experience that I had. I had tried out acupuncture for one of the first few times and I was just on that medical table with um, the acupuncture in and my naturopath left the room and I just like sobbed for 20 minutes. And at the end I was realizing I have not been still in years and of course when you're going through acupuncture you really can't move I can't look at my phone I can't talk to anybody it really forced me to be still so my question to you is when's the last time you allowed yourself to be still whether that is sleeping or resting on vacation whatever that looked like for you and lastly do you believe in gut feelings At the beginning of the episode, I talked about how sometimes people who've experienced trauma have a hard time deciphering these gut feelings of like, I don't know if it's just like bringing up my trauma again, or this doesn't feel safe, or what is it? But do you believe in gut feelings? And what's your experience with that been? Has that kind of evolved over time? Have you learned to trust or not trust those feelings? What does that look like for you? There is no right or wrong answer. If you've enjoyed the episode today, please leave a review. You can also follow Girls Gotta Heal on Instagram for more content or check out the website girlsgottaheal.com. There's also a shop with some great sweaters and the Connecting Through Grief card deck. So look forward to seeing you back here next time. Take good care of yourself.